It's another show of the Dan and Dill, but this one is a little special. That's right. It's the postseason. We've already had games won off our backs, and we've seen some teams that have surprised us in some degree. But Dylan Cooley, this this first few games of the postseason have really set the tone to make you realize this is the best time of year. For sure, Danny. I mean, the first day of playoffs, we had four games, and I think that three out of the four games were upset. So definitely a fun time in the NBA right now. And that's not what you would expect when you when you look at matchups on paper. And there's a reason why they play on hard court and not on paper, which in theory, it is the hard court court that is made with the same material as paper. But that's apart from the point. It's the game is played on a hard court and not on simple paper. Yeah, 100 percent, Danny. I mean, just because a team's higher ranked, sometimes that can play to a team's disadvantage when they come in a little bit cocky. You know, they think that they're just going to blow over the team and then the Nets come out and shoot great and boom. And we have, we have had quite, quite a few upsets, certainly to Dylan's point. And we'll go right into each and every series. But overall, when postseason comes around, Dylan, there are many different components about that po- about the postseason. You have the upsets that take place, and then you have teams that are proving why they are one of the best in the league. What makes the playoffs as a whole the best time of year? I think it's just when when everything's on the line, you know, like, the reason why we love March Madness for college basketball is because teams are playing for their life. And now we have teams playing for their playing for their life now in the NBA and playing for their season. So when a team loses a game in a series, it means a lot more than if they just lost that game in the regular season, especially for top four seeds that they already, you know, they know that they lost in the playoffs pretty early and they don't have to play as hard towards the end of the season. But now it doesn't matter if you made the playoffs, you're playing on the same court as everyone else. Golden State, every time they lose in the regular season, it's not a big deal. We all know what's going to happen. They're going to wrap up the first seed, and they're going to make the playoffs. But now these games matter, and it's important for all these teams to to play their best brand of basketball because this is what you play for. Yeah, 100%, Danny. Let's go right into to all the series that have taken place so far in the NBA. And we'll first begin with a series that has gotten off to a little bit of a dry note. And it seemed as if it was a, mis- a mis- mismatch going in, easy for me to say. And it's a Detroit Pistons team that is, well... They've had a tough time with their playoff opponent. The only thing that they have going for them is that they wa- that they swept this team in their last playoff meeting. The problem was it was around the same time that Tiger Woods won his last Masters. That's right. In 2006, the Detroit Pistons beat the Milwaukee Bucks in four games, but this is this is a new era and the Bucks have they have a stud on the other end. Yeah, I mean, Giannis is insane. I saw one play yesterday where he got the ball at the other three-point line in stride, and he took one dribble at half court and then dunked it from about the free throw line. And that was one of the most, like, athletic, crazy plays I've ever seen in, like, just watching on TV. That was crazy. 
They have that legend in Giannis Antetokounmpo, and it was yesterday when they played the Detroit Pistons. They led by as many as 43 points. This game wasn't even wow. close at all. No, that's it's definitely a mismatch going in, but I did not think that they would be up by that many points. I mean, they're both playoff teams, but you can definitely see the difference in the eight seed in the East compared to the difference in the eight seed in the West. And for the Milwaukee Bucks, you also have to take into account that they swept the Pistons in the regular season, and it was three of those games that were decided by more than 10 points. So it, it shows that this Bucks team is completely equipped to win against this Pistons team. Yeah, Danny, I think you're right about that. And looking at, at the Pistons, if there's any way they can pull off a miracle, which I know we've ha we've seen miracles happen, but it t it'll, it'll take an awful lot for them to pull off the upset. What can they do to even make the series respectable? Um, I think that they'll have to come out, and Blake Griffin will have to have a huge night, and they'll have to shut down Giannis, and they'll definitely have to stop the Bucks in transition. That's one thing that happened in Game One is the Bucks just they let or the Bucks got out in transition when, when they wanted to, and the Pistons just didn't do a good enough job containing the Bucks in transition. They really need to play good half-court offense, get a good shot, and then make sure that they're not letting the Bucks out to run. And with the Milwaukee Bucks, they are, they have, are well on their way, it seems to be, to head on to the second round of the postseason. And another team that's also in great position to move in that direction is a team that's on the West Coast end of things, and that is the Golden State Warriors. And boy, this team just doesn't go away, Dylan. No, they, it doesn't look like they're going away this year, and I don't know if they'll be going away anytime soon. It's kind of the same old thing where they are just going to have a sweep in the first round. I don't even see L.A. getting one game in this series. Golden State did win the series by a count of three games to one, and with their only loss was the game that sparked a feud between Kevin Durant and Draymond Green. Remember that game? That was the game yeah. that the Clippers won. Well, that was the only time that they won this season against the Warriors. Maybe they'll need to have a few more feuds. Well, it seems as if it will take a lot, but you have to give credit where credit is due for the L.A. Clippers and Doc Rivers and... Looking at what he's done, he's done a great work with this L.A. Clippers team, Dylan. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's a very respectable thing right now to even make the playoffs in the West. Like, it is not not anything laughable to make the playoffs, even as the eighth seed in the West, because it is very hard in this day and age to make it from the West. And there's all well, we have this Warriors team that has been soaring as of late, but can the Clippers do anything? They made it. They're just going to have to play hard, play their game, and hope that the Warriors have an off night and they, that the Clippers have a good shooting night. And we know the Warriors, well, they've made it to the NBA championship the last four seasons, winning three of them en route to what seems to be a dynasty. And we, we've seen many Golden State teams head to the championship, but... Could this team be the weakest of the five in recent years? Uh, I, I don't think so, Danny. I think the first team that won, the one with just Steph, Clay, 
and Draymond. I say just them, but obviously that's still a super stack team. But before, I mean, now you have Kevin Durant and DeMarcus Cousins on this team. Even if they don't play with as much chemistry, I still think that they're a much better team than that first team that won. When it comes to talent, this Golden State team has it a whole lot more. And we we, we got to bring up the question. We've been hearing it all. Well, essentially, after Golden State won the title last year, the question continued to permeate. Three-peat? Yeah, I think we're looking at a three-peat. Unless we can see a team just come out and, you know, ball their minds out against them, whether it's maybe the Rockets in the next round or maybe they meet someone in the Western Conference Finals or we get a really good Bucks team or 76ers or Celtics team that can come out and shut them down. But right now, I don't think that anyone's playing better than them. And Golden State has been fresh off of a resurgent 17-point win against the Clippers at home. And Steph Curry, man, does he not age? He had a double-double, nearly a a triple-double, with 38 points and 15 boards and 7 assists. This man, he just, he's, he's ageless. Yeah, and there's so much talent on the team, you know, with great scores like Steph and Clay and Kevin Durant. I mean, Kevin Durant being one of the best scorers we've seen in this generation. But I think that Steph is just, when he gets going, there's not a lot of people that's more fun to watch. Even if you hate the Warriors, you can't lie that Steph is just an amazing player and he's so exciting to watch when he's on. There's nothing like it when you when when you see when you see him start throwing up threes and you know they're gonna go in. It's not even there's there's an even a second doubt. But with the Golden State Warriors, I know this is a question for the off season, but we want, might as well bring it up because it's talking about the future. Do you think the Warriors, as we know it, might disband with Kevin Kevin Durant leaving and possibly with a few more cast of characters? Uh, I think we're really going to have to look at how this playoff goes. Because I think if they have a great playoff season and they, you know, get that third championship in a row, and maybe Kevin Durant says, oh, you know what, I was thinking about leaving, but winning championships every year is pretty nice. And I think that with that thought in his head, he might he might stay. And I don't see, I honestly don't see Steph or Clay leaving for their whole career. Yeah, it'll be awfully difficult to see Clay Thompson or Steph Curry in another uniform. That's hard to believe. Speaking of hard to believe, how about those Utah Jazz? They they seem to be in position to hang with the Houston Rockets. And, well, in game one, it was anything but that. They lost by 32? Who was oh, seeing this coming? Ridiculous. I mean, like, I think we talked about this in one of our other podcasts, but the Jazz just, they don't have a go-to guy. And in the playoffs, that's a huge deal. And the Rockets do have literally the best scorer right now in the NBA, the hottest scorer. I mean, he averaged the most points since MJ, and he's just, James Harden is unstoppable. And I don't see anyone on the Jazz even getting close to containing him. He has been such a threat for this Houston Rockets team and James Harden. And boy, he has been at that pace, that scoring pace that he went on in the early course of the season. He was the most unstoppable scorer in basketball. And maybe one of the, maybe his, 
his trend has transcended even basketball history in the short term and even into the long term, Dylan. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, he's averaged the most points since Michael Jordan, which is definitely something that is to be looked at. It's pretty amazing. And he just he can't be guarded. I mean, he is just unstoppable. And now that brings up the question, they have the score, but I, I hate to bring this question up, but are they potent enough to beat the Warriors? We'll see. I mean, the one thing I think Golden State, I mean, not the one thing, but one of the things that Golden State has going for them is that they can put a couple different guys on James Harden. I mean, they can put Clay on him for a little bit and then maybe switch Kevin Durant on him. And then, I mean, maybe even Draymond gets a look at him. But I just think that Golden State plays pretty good team defense too and team basketball. And I think that's where Golden State gets Houston if they do meet up in the second round, is that Golden State just plays a brand of team basketball, even though they have so much talent. And I don't see Houston playing very much team basketball nowadays. Even with a guy that, yeah, there's there's rumors out there, obviously. What can the Jazz do? They've lo- they just lost by 32. They got embarrassed in a playoff game when you're supposed to be playing in your best form of basketball. And you come out there and just... It's a flat duck that they just laid. What can you do if you're Utah to try and... Well, it seems as if this is a winnable series, obviously, for the Jazz, but they have a tall mountain to climb. Yeah, they do. And the number one thing, if I'm the Jazz right now, is I'm trying to figure out how to at least contain James Harden and maybe try to get the ball in anyone else's hands to beat you because you know that James Harden can score. So maybe try doubling him every time he dribbles. I, I don't know. Just try to do anything you can to not let him score every time. James Harden is surely a threat, and and the Utah Jazz will have to f- come up with something to stop him. Speaking of finding ways to stop the opposition team, a team that doesn't – well, they had a great regular season, and – they lost one of their key figures, and now they are struggling. And in the early going in their first playoff game, they seem to have this team's number. But the Boston Celtics flex their muscle on the Indiana Pacers, and it was the Celtics that cruised on to an, a victory in the near end. Yeah, Danny, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but I think that the Celtics might have even gotten the best matchup coming into this with a Oladipo-list uh, Pacers team. It's just going to be pretty tough for them to beat the Celtics. I mean, the Celtics are so loaded. We have guys that have played huge parts in the playoffs before, like Jalen Brown, that I think he got the start, but was coming off the bench from, and you have like Marcus Smart starting over him and Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, you just have Jason Tatum. You're like, you have so much talent on this team that the Pacers just had a hard time containing them. But then again, this Pacers team did have a substantial lead in the early going of the game. Are they? Do you think they're capable of, of maintaining that level of, of basketball where they can hang with the Celtics and possibly steal a few games? Yeah, they definitely have, like, they have the capability. They can do it. The problem is they need to stop that 
like any momentum the Celtics get, they just need to stop. Any little run they go on, they just need to stop right away. Because the Celtics have so many guys that can just go out and give you buckets that, you know, one guy's off, say Kyrie's off, and then you have Jason Tatum, oh, he scores 10 points in a row, and then Kyrie maybe has a little more confidence because he knows that he doesn't need to be the only one to score, things like that. And you have Hayward, who's a very good player that can give you buckets too. I mean, they just have so many offensive weapons. And this is a team that is very potent with their – with. They have so many threats, and Kyrie Irving is one of the main key figures for this team. And it, it shows that, well, looking at what Boston has, they have they made it to the conference finals last year. Can they go far? This might be a sleeper pick for some people, well, considering they're a fourth seed, obviously. Yeah, Boston can go far. I think that if they get some momentum in the first round, they are going to be very tough to beat. And they, like I said, they just have so many weapons that if one guy has an off night, it's okay because another guy has it going. So I think that they're going to be just fine going into these playoffs. I think they have a good chance of making it to the Eastern Conference Finals and maybe even the Finals. Now let's head to another series that has, it seems to be a mismatch, but boy, it sure isn't. And that's the series between two teams. One has the veteran coach with players that have been there, and the other team is one that has turned heads in the regular season, but now it's the postseason. It's the Spurs against the Nuggets, and we had game one, and it went right down to the wire. But, however, it was the visiting seven-seeded San Antonio Spurs that got the better of the Denver Nuggets as they won by five. Yeah, Danny, and I'm not going to say this, but I totally actually am going to say this, that I called this, and I, I, I just had a really bad feeling for the Nuggets. And they had a great regular season, but the Spurs are experienced, and they're ready, and they have a great leader, and I think that I think they're actually going to end up finishing off this series probably in about six games. I got the Spurs winning 4-2. to two. We'll go into our picks for each one of the, of the playoff series near the end of our show, but that's an early hot take from Dylan that the Spurs are going to take the Nuggets in six. And we, we talked about this in previous shows in the past, that the Nuggets, well, they, they were a team that... That turn heads in the regular season, but you're now in the postseason. It's your time to shine. And for this Nuggets team, they've played so well, but the postseason is different. It's a different atmosphere, and the competition is a whole lot harder. Yeah, and there's a lot more game planning that goes into it. And it's just, it is. It's a different beast. It's not the same as the regular season. Every game matters way more and every team is preparing more, and every team comes more mentally focused to the game, and playmakers shine more, and I just think that that's why the Spurs edge out the Nuggets here. And don't you believe that a lot of the credit has to go to to Greg Popovich because he's a Hall of Fame head coach, first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt, and he's – carried this Spurs team he's led he's he knows what it takes to get to the promised land and that's and it's it, it's pivotal especially in this series against an inexperienced Nuggets team 
Yeah, 100%, Danny. And we can give a lot of credit to Greg Popovich, but we also have to give a lot of credit to the players because they're still the ones that go out there and get the job done. And talk about getting the job done. DeMar DeRozan almost had a triple-double in the Spurs win in Game 1. Can they? How many games do you think that the Spurs can, can steal away from Denver in the Mile High City? Uh, I think that I'm not sure exactly how many they can steal, but just them stealing the first one, if they can just go and win in San Antonio now, they're totally going to be fine. So I think they only needed to steal that one. Once you win a game on the road, if you hold serve, you'll do just fine. And speaking of holding serve, another seven seed had a four-day break of serve. That's a tennis reference. And it's, it's the Orlando Magic that went into Toronto. And it was Augustine who had a game-winning three with only three seconds on the clock. Talk about a clutch factor, and it was the magic that stole a game away from the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, and this is a series that I did not call. I did not think that the magic were going to come out and upset the Raptors at all. But I actually watched the magic play their last regular season game against Charlotte. And I do, I really like what they have. I think they play some really good team basketball, and they respond to runs really well and they respond to losing the momentum and they get the momentum back and I think they play with a lot of energy so I'm really excited to see how this series stacks out. One key factor that could play a role in this series is how Orlando has played toe-to-toe with Toronto and during the regular season season series both teams split and this it might be it might be true that it's a second seed playing a seven seed but Orlando seems to play Toronto very well and keep in mind they ha- they had a ridiculous streak at the end of the regular season and they've just carried that steam all the way up north of the border yeah definitely them carrying their winning streak into this um into these playoffs and into the series was huge for them. They need to keep that momentum going for as long as they can because that's, that's going to be their moneymaker is their momentum. Which one of these two teams do you believe, Dylan, has the capability of going deep into the postseason? Could it be a Magic team that might turn heads? Um, I think that the Raptors, if they win this series, have a better chance of going deep into the postseason. I think if the Magic did manage to get this series, uh, that they would probably lose in the next round. I think that they're not built to go deep, but with how things are laying out right now, they do have a good shot at winning this first round. And keep in mind, it was a little, it was a a little uh, a blurb from from this one guy named Danny who said that Orlando might be riding on their hot streak to go through the Philadelphia 76ers and deep into the postseason, but we're not going to talk about that. Speaking of which, what is wrong with the Philadelphia 76ers? I'll tell you what's wrong, Danny. Basketball is a team sport, and chemistry is such an important piece in a team sport and they just do not play with chemistry. And you can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't want to play with chemistry and you don't want to play team basketball, you're going to lose in the playoffs. And it showed in the opening game of the series where the Brooklyn Nets really cut down the 76ers. And it, it was a game where 
boy, the 76ers were so dismal. It was, oh, it was just disgusting. Yeah, it was. It really was. And I think it reminded a lot of people just how much being a team in the playoffs is important. Very much so. And it's it's one thing to have the talent, but chemistry is so pivotal when it comes to having successful basketball. And this Brooklyn team, I, I know that they weren't the team that we were expecting to do well in the postseason, but they just they just found the right opponent at the right time. Yeah, I agree, Danny. I really agree with that. But one of the key factors for this Brooklyn Nets team and their success, it's got to be one of one of the players that has really turned turned around the vibe around him in, in this season, especially, and that's D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell is such a fun player to watch. He just plays with so much swag, and I love that he's having a killer year because let's not forget the team that traded him away isn't even playing right now. So maybe and, he is he plays with a little chip on his shoulder and I like that. And I would I would like to see him get a first round victory just to kind of show the Lakers like, What's up? I'm still good. You shouldn't have traded me away. We're not gonna that's all we're gonna talk about the Lakers. That's that's all the that's that's yeah. we've already <laughs> reached our limit for our for the Lakers shout outs in this show. <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't deserve to be talked about anymore. And moving on from from dismal teams that don't even deserve to be in the conversation because, well, <laughs> that's enough. That's enough about them. Let's talk about teams that do belong in the discussion. And one of those teams that does pertain within these talking realms is, well, the Portland Trailblazers. How about yeah, them again. Blazers? They are playing the Oklahoma City Thunder, and when you look at the season series, it's a 3-6 matchup, but clearly Oklahoma City has had the upper hand in the regular season, and they swept Portland in all four games. But in game one, things turned around, and it was a triple threat of scores for Portland, and the surprise emergence especially of Ennis Cantor, who had 20 points and 18 rebounds, and it was the Portland team that has been looking for a a good uh, fulfillment of the center position after Nurkic went down, and they may have found an Ennis Cantor. Yeah, Cantor really stepped up in that first game, and I think even though OKC did win the regular series, or the regular season series, 4-0, I still think that this is very much a rivalry. And I think that when I watched, there was one game where oh, Portland yeah. and OKC were playing, yep. and D. Lillard and um, Russell Westbrook were just going at each other. And they were talking crap to each other every single time one of them scored. They would turn and say something to the other. And I think Damian Lillard actually ended up having like 51 in that game. And the Thunder obviously ended up winning. But it just shows, and Russell Westbrook, was he was going at Damian Lillard, too. I mean, he was making some threes and just trying to wield every single shot in. And I just love to see that. And I'm really excited to see how this series plays out. That was an overtime game. And to me, in I believe it was Portland who had an incredible sequence to tie the game. And even though, the to your point, Dylan, the Thunder did win that game, it showed me personally that 
Portland can hang with these guys, and it showed in game one, and there's a good chance it can carry its way out throughout the rest of the series. We might be in for a long and classic series here, Dylan. Yeah, this is going to be a really fun one. This is probably the series I'm most excited for in the first round. And keeping that in mind, it, where do you see the the possible length of 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 distance these teams can go if they were to get if well one of these teams is going to get past the first round between these two which team do you believe will go the far to this before they will be possibly eliminated in the conference finals by you know who i think that portland has a better chance of making it farther than okc i think okc has some talent but i think portland just plays with such heart that i can see them coming out and beating whatever team that I think they would play Den the winner of Denver or San Antonio, right? I believe so. But I'm, I'm pretty but certain about that. Do you think, Dylan, this would, this is the best Portland team we have seen in quite a while? Yes, it is. No doubt. I think this is the best Portland team we've seen in at least a couple of years, and I think they have the best chance of making some noise once we get in the playoffs, or once we get into the next round, sorry. And the winner of this series will go on to face the winner between the Nuggets and the Spurs. You're right, Dylan. And then the winner of that series will, well, we got Golden State waiting in the wings a long while from now. But but still, in this, well, first of all, it takes one series to get to the next stage. But this one, oh, I'm so excited to see this, this series between these two teams because I think we're going to be in for what might be one of the best playoff series in recent memory. Yeah, this definitely one of the best first-round series in recent memory. This is going to be a really fun one. So obviously, we both agree on on this being the most intriguing series. If there's a team that you could see making an incredible run into the postseason, Dylan, which which team do you think it could be? Uh, I'm going to go with the Brooklyn Nets. I think they have the best chance at making it far into the season, or into the playoff season, sorry. And, of course, Brooklyn is playing the, well, uh, team in the Philadelphia 76ers that has been, well, they've been falling apart. But And Brooklyn, if they were to win, they would face the winner of the Toronto-Orlando series. Wouldn't it be something if it was a, a second-round matchup between the Brooklyn Nets and the Orlando Magic for a spot in the conference finals? Yeah, that would just be absurd. I mean, how lucky would you feel if you were the Magic and you got past the first round and you were like, oh, who do we play next? And it was the Nets. I would just feel like it was like I won the lottery. <laughs> and then who knows? Maybe they could pull off. Okay, we're not going to go that far to the NBA Finals. Yeah, let's, but let's not read in too far yet. It's only one game. There's still plenty more yet to come. Now let's go yeah. into first before we make our championship picks. We we love making picks for each and every round. Let's and we're gonna do it yet again. So we're gonna we're gonna go series by series and we're gonna pick who's gonna win and how many games it's going to take. So first, let's begin with a series that is well, it's it seems to be getting out of hand pretty quick. The Bucks and the Pistons. Well, it, the question is, are the 
are the Bucks going to win the series? That's more of more a comical joke than anything. But how many games will it take for the Bucks to to knock out the Pistons? Can they get? Can the Pistons steal a game? One game? No, I I don't think that the Pistons steal a game. I got the Bucks in four. Well. We're here to disagree, so I think that the Pistons are going to find some stroke of luck, and they're going to steal a game at home. Oh, so, yeah? You, re- you really think that, Danny? You so, really think that? Even though they have lost all five previous meetings, I have the Pistons winning just one game. We'll see We'll see how well I do on that, but I, I ha- I'm trying to... Well... We might well expect the unexpected, obviously. So I have the Bucks in five because anything can happen. Now, so if if the Bucks win in four, I get more points than you. Yes, right? you get that's, more that's points than me. Good. Okay, that's great. Oh, I, that's your sinister. That's your sinister self. When I know that I might be, <laughs> might be beat. Well. No, well, considering a team that that already knows that they might be beat. Okay, maybe they don't. Well, they think they're going to win, but they're playing against the evil empire of all basketball. It's the L.A. Clippers. Can they steal a game? Maybe? No. I, I got the Warriors in four for that one, too. Well, you know, Dylan, ever since uh, we've, we've, we've met, what was it, in, ele- what was it, in elementary school, I think, You've taught yeah. me quite a bit, and you taught me not to doubt the Warriors. That's why, as much as I want to disagree with you, I'm going to have to side with you, my friend. I have the Warriors in a sweep. Bring out the brooms. That's a good choice, Danny. That's a good choice to agree with me. You, you, you've been teaching me, buddy. Now let's let's <laughs> move on. Let's move on to a series between the Celtics and the Pacers, and the Pacers have been they've. They've been going. They've been having a a roller coaster of a year, and they're running up against the Celtics. And we all know that he's well. He the uh, the uh, Pacers are undermanned, and the Celtics have had the Pacers number going going three and one on the season. And to me, I have the Celtics taking this series in five games. Yeah, I was actually going to say the same. I think that the Pacers will manage to steal one game, but the Celtics will close it out in five. Wow. We actually agree, Dylan. Yeah, I'm sure that it's not going to last for much longer, though. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. We'll have to wait and see. Maybe that will change here. The Nuggets are taking on the Spurs. The Spurs stole game one, and now we have definitely got a hot series on our hands yeah and i did this is the one i said earlier right yes yes that's right you said the spurs in six yeah spurs in six for me well you're wrong it's gonna take six games it's gonna take six games but i'm taking the nuggets because you have to look at the regular season record the nuggets are clearly better mathematically they must win i have the nuggets in six games how you like me now well you were the one earlier in the podcast saying that there's a reason we don't play the games on paper and that's the reason why is because teams that just go try hard in the regular season don't always do well in the playoffs 
They're going to go try hard in this series because they know they're in trouble and they know that they have a special team. That's why the Nuggets are going to rebound after their opening game loss and they're going to win the series in six. No, they're not. They're not. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk after the first round. Moving yeah, on from will. that series and maybe, well, coming up in, in two weeks after the first round, it's the Dan and Dill episode where Dill roasts Danny and cooks him apart. <laughs> okay, okay. Before we get there, we might not even have, it might be the other way around. We'll have to wait and see. Now let's head over to the Eastern Conference, and we've had two, we had two upsets on the Eastern Conference side of things, most notably. First of all, it's the two seed going down to the seven seed. Also, in, also was the case in the Western Conference, but the Magic... Stole game one against Toronto. Can the Magic win the series, possibly? Um, I I think that they did steal that game. I think Toronto wakes up and wins in five. I think it's going to be a classic series. Dylan, I know you think it's only going to take five, but the Raptors, you have a lot of pressure because when you're playing in Toronto, that is the same as playing... That's the same as being the Yankees in New York. Everyone is talking about you. And if you're in Toronto, you cannot simply find some bit of relief because you have not only the pressure of a big hub as Toronto is, but also you have to carry the weight of an entire country. <laughs> I, I think the Raptors are going to win the series. But it's gonna it's gonna take it's gonna go the distance. I have the Raptors winning in a seven game series. Interesting. Danny, did you just compare the Toronto Raptors to the New York Yankees? As far as the market is concerned, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. The Yankees I okay. I don't know about that one. The Toronto market is one of it's the it's just look at, at how much scrutiny the New York media puts on their sports teams. It, it's the same exact case for the city of Toronto. They they treat their Toronto Maple Leafs as a religion, and the same goes with their Toronto Raptors. It, it, and it clearly shows that Toronto folks love their sports teams. That's why there's so much pressure on this Raptors team to win. I mean, Toronto has Drake, but I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. That's why it's going to it's going to go the distance. It's going to take seven games for them to get it done. And now that'd be pretty exciting. It'll be. It would be exciting. But here's a series that might not be exciting, but still might be an upset. That's right. It's the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers. Can the Sixers, the third seed, somehow win this series? Yeah. I think that the 76ers are going to win in seven games. I see it going the distance, but I see the 76ers pulling their crap together and winning it in seven. Uh, yeah, that's how I feel about that. I have the Nets winning this series, and we have seen the insane in sports. And when a team has their balloon popped, they they 
simply underperform. Dylan, do you have a broom in your house? Yeah, I do. Yeah, for all your Sixers paraphernalia, you should you should sweep that out of your place because that's right, the Brooklyn Nets are going to sweep the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> what? The Danny, Sixers are, have no chemistry. Right? They have a man in Jimmy Butler that was a cancer for Minnesota. He's going to be a cancer for this Philadelphia 76ers team when it matters in the postseason. That is why the Brooklyn Nets are going to sweep the Sixers. I think whoever made Danny's script today just wrote, try to be as much like Stephen A. Smith as you can today. Well... Shout out to our scriptwriter. He did a very good job. He's about to he's about to get fired from the station. <laughs> yeah, someone within the uh, sports writing department is going to be out of a job and all he'll be doing is just going to class. But uh yeah, we'll leave him off into the dust and uh yeah, he won't he won't ever be seen within the halls of 881 the Berg again. Moving on from there, that scriptwriter was me, by the way. <laughs> Moving on from there to the final series, and we have the climax, of course, and it's the Oklahoma City Thunder against the Portland Trailblazers. Dylan, we all know that we have quite a huge audience for the Portland contingent. Are they going to be happy at the end of this series? Oh, yeah. They're going to be so happy because the Trailblazers are going to win in seven games. A seven-game series for the Blazers. And and when it goes seven games, there's always going to be some incredible games down the stretch. And we'll only have to wait and see. And for me, well, when was the last time Portland won a series? I think it was when they beat the Rockets on that Damian Lillard game winner with like 0.4 seconds left. A little what a ago. legendary play. Yeah, that was amazing. I'm not a fan of the Thunder. I can't stand the Thunder. They irritate me just like a big bad itch. But I have the Thunder winning this series. And guess what? It, too, is going to go seven games. So you have them stealing that last game? Yes, in Portland. So... If it does go seven games, you will not only see who wins the series and moves on to the next round, but also who who has a pivotal series win between Dylan and I. See, I got my grammar right, uh, grammar teacher here. At we have Central. one more series, too. We still have the Rockets and Jazz. Oh, wow. It's been so out of hand. Can the Jazz get it out of the way or get the Rockets out of their way after their awful loss by 32 points? Or is it going to be like last year where they lose in five? I think that the Rockets win in four. I don't oh. think the Jazz win any games. Ooh, bring out the brooms. Yep. Well, you've, you've, you've seen the movie Miracle, right? I have. And you know Al Michaels has his legendary line, do you believe in miracles? I do. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! It's the Jazz that win in seven games. 
No, no. That's more than a miracle. That's beyond a miracle. Well, well, at the end of the second round, I'll be saying at the beginning of our show, Dylan, yeah, that's right. I told you so. It was the Jazz. Okay, we'll have to wait there. We still got a long way to go. It's just game one. Just because it happens in the movies doesn't mean it's going to happen right now, Danny. Well, it happened in 1980. It can happen in 2019. Just look what happened. That was a long time ago. Look what happened in the Masters yesterday, Dylan. Some guy okay, came out of the let's dead. Not, let's, not even, let's not even say his name. Let's just, let's just keep going. Okay, okay. We're, yeah, this isn't yeah. a golf podcast, Danny. Yeah, coming up next on the uh, golf show for 88 won the... Nope, nope, nope. Not even entertaining the idea. We'll <laughs> move on from there, and let's head over to the reason why they play the game. You play for, that's right, the Larry O'Brien Trophy and the NBA Championship. Now, there's, a, it, there's always the question every year, which team is going to win it all? Wait, you hear those crickets? Is it really much of a question right now? <laughs> Dude, is this, is this overhyped? Because I think that's, that's what we're doing right now. Because it's obvious. It's going to end at, at Oracle Arena for the, for the last time ever. And it's going to be a classic end to a great arena. You get my point. The Warriors yeah, again. It. Yet again, third year what? in a row. Third year in a row, three feet. So it's a three peat. Who do you think but, is going to be the team that will will uh, somewhat stand in their way from that championship for um, for just a seven game series? I think it's going to be the Bucks, and I think that Giannis is going to have a performance that really shows he's one of the best players in the league. But it's not going to matter and Golden State's still going to win. And I think that Steph Curry is going to get his first finals MVP. And Steph Curry has quite a bit to his resume, but an MVP, it's not in the, in the finals. It hasn't happened yet, but it would be, it would, it would be, it would be a great testament to how great of a player he, he has been for him to earn a finals MVP under his belt. And for me, I'm looking at a team that was just on the doorstep last year. They lost in seven games in the conference finals. So I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to pick Boston just because they have the experience. They've been there before. Last year with the Milwaukee Bucks, their playoff run was stunted. That's why I believe that the Celtics are going to be the team that goes, that goes through Indiana and beats the Bucks in the semifinals. And with that win... They'll be well on their way towards the NBA Finals for a meeting with Golden State. And this Celtics team, I, I think they're the, they, they have the playoff experience, and that's what's important. And it'll really show up in the second round when the Bucks and the Celtics meet. That would be a great matchup to watch. Yeah, that would be a really fun series to watch for sure. And boy, if these two teams do meet Dylan... Boy, are we going to go at it. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, well, that will be what's what's going to take place in, in this episode of the Dan and Dill Show coming up. And after the first round of the playoffs are over, 
Dylan is going to put me on a skillet and roast. No, it's going to be the other way around, even though it hasn't happened ever before. Maybe I could roast Dylan maybe one time. Probably not. <laughs> well, we'll have to wait and see. But that's all the time that we have on the Dan and Dill Show. We'll be back again for the start of the second round. We'll we will recap the first round and what surprised us and what didn't surprise us because that's right, we called it already. Well, Dylan did, <laughs> I didn't. But that's all the time that we have on the Dan and Dill Show. So Dylan, take us away. Yes, everyone have a great week and we'll see you next time.